Hello, Mama. So excited you are here today. Today, I am going to unpack for you the story, one of my most personal stories, a story that's really hard. It's, it's the story of how I got here, what exactly pushed me to be brave enough in all my perfectionism and anxiety and beliefs that I'm not good enough to bust through all of that to be here with you today. So I'm really, really pumped to share this story with you. Let's jump in. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. Mama, hello, hello. I'm very excited that you are here with me today. This is one of my favorite stories, and it's a hard one. So just prepare yourself, but also get excited too. It's really good. So let me just jump in. So October of 2019, I found out I was pregnant. It was our second baby. I was so pumped and excited. And just a couple short weeks after I found out that I was pregnant, I was at a women's conference. I was just expectant for what God was going to do. So my pastor had all of us sitting in our seats. She passed out these little, little boxes, all wrapped pretty. She told us, I want you to hold these boxes. She said, it's something small, something silly, just to remember the weekend by. But what I want you to do is hold that box and ask God just to show you what he what he has for you this weekend. What gift does he have for you during the conference this weekend? So I held that box tightly and I prayed and I was expectant. And in that moment, I distinctly remember hearing God's voice. If that sounds weird to some of you, the Bible, the Bible speaks about how God speaks to his kids, that he says, my sheep will know my voice. And there's tons of examples in scripture of how God speaks to us. And so that is still true today. I believe God's, God is speaking to us all the time. This moment in particular, I, I feel like I've heard God's voice more than I ever have. It was louder. It was more clear. And in that moment, I heard him whisper, it's a girl. Oh my goodness. My heart started racing. I started tearing up. I had always wanted a girl, like so many of us. But it was almost like this desire that I hadn't allowed myself to have because I was worried it would never it would never happen. And so I kind of held that desire very loosely for fear that I didn't want to be disappointed if I never got that girl. And so this this meant so much to me. And so I clung to that promise and I hadn't told a ton of people about my pregnancy, but I started the people that I, I had told the family and the close friends, I started telling them that I believed that God told me it was a girl. I wanted, I wanted to step out in faith and show, show people who God was. And I was just so excited for this. 
fast forward a little bit, I am have my 12 week appointment that day and I was rushing out the door. I opened the garage and my toddler busts through the garage, runs full speed towards the street. And <laughs> he doesn't normally do this. So I was thrown off, off balance and I rushed as fast as I could towards him to try and stop him from running into the street. I had this big coat on and it, it sideswiped the side of my husband's desk and and on that side there was this trophy now this trophy it's going to sound so silly to some of you his family is very into football and they do a fantasy football league every year this trophy was awarded to the winner of the the fantasy league each year and they got their name engraved on a plate on the side and this had been around for probably at least 10 years probably more and the winner would get to take it home and and put it on their shelf for the entire year all the bragging rights this trophy was a big deal to his family as i was running my coat snagged somehow the side of it and pulled it to the floor and it shattered into hundreds of pieces is strewn across the floor everywhere I want to throw up (laughs) like this is a big deal to my husband's family and so I am driving to the doctor and I just have this uneasy feeling and I I didn't know if it was because of the trophy or because of the upcoming appointment but I knew it was something and it's funny because in school I don't know if you remember English class. We always read these books and talked about foreshadowing. And I always hated all that stuff. I never understood it. But I just I just almost feel like it was God just kind of preparing my heart for, for what was to come. It was this foreshadowing that uh, helped me just be prepared for that moment. I got to the doctor. I'm waiting. I'm super uneasy. <sighs> waiting for my <laughs> husband to text me back. I finally get to go in to get an ultrasound and it happens that that moment that most of you mamas probably felt at some point that moment where you're waiting to hear the heartbeat start and your stomach is full of fear and excitement and you just want that relief to come and know that your baby is okay and you know that heartbeat's probably coming. It's it's probably there, but it's it's so hard for your mind not to, to just go off into the possibilities. And so I was reassuring myself, no, it's going to be fine. It's okay. It's going to be okay. The heartbeat's coming. And then it happened. It It never came. I can still remember what that felt like. The rest of the appointment, I was it, almost like a shell, like, almost felt like I was watching myself in a movie. I I wasn't there and I held it together mostly because I I didn't really know what else to do. I was just kind of trying to get through that because you you find out there's no heartbeat and we found out the baby had stopped growing a few weeks ago and then I had to go talk with my midwife about what was next because the baby was still inside of me and so wasn't just that I'd lost a baby. I now had to figure out how to get the baby out of me. It's just a hard conversation. There's nothing pretty or or good about it. It's really hard. So that night, I was just a mess. <laughs> the way home, I think I called my husband probably like 46 times. That's probably exactly how many times. he. It was like 45 minutes uh, until he could call me back. As soon as I got a hold of him, I told him what happened, and he said he was coming home right away. 
that night, like I remember trying to give my son a bath and I was just a mess. But I also realized that God, even at that point, had been protecting me, you know, in, in the doctor, when the midwife had done the ultrasound and we had found out that the baby wasn't alive anymore. My son, you know, he's one and he, he's fussing and needing attention. And so I had to keep shifting my focus off of what had happened and trying to reassure him that things were okay. I'm sure he could sense something in the room. And so I kept having to try and talk to him and reassure him and entertain him from from one perspective. It's like, gosh, you already are going through all of this. And, and you also have to take care of a, another child while you're doing it. And it, it's a lot, but I also just feel like it was God's protective factor because having to shift my mind out of that moment of darkness and take care of someone else, it pulled me out a little bit. It pulled me out of the dark. It made me focus on someone else for a second and it actually made the darkness a little bit lighter. And I don't, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but I have found this just to be true in so many things that Sometimes, you know, say I'm I'm in a fight with my husband and I am so angry and I am so hurt and I, that's all I want to think about. That's all I want to live. I just want to sit in that. I don't even want to go to God. <laughs> I just like want to be surrounded by that. And sometimes in that moment, because of the gifts God has given me, I'm someone that people reach out to a lot for support, which I love. But sometimes in that moment, I will get a call or a text from someone that, that needs some support. And <laughs> my first reaction is like, how, how, how could they be doing this right now? Don't they know the pain I'm in? Don't they know what my life is like? Don't they know everything going on with me? Don't they care? They don't even care about me. <laughs> Honest thoughts for those of you that reach out to me. Please don't stop. I love it. Let me tell you even more why. So I, those are my initial thoughts. And then I decide, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna help them. I, I don't know what else to do. I'm just going to go for it. And I I help and I, I focus on their problem and I get out of my head and my problem, my situation. And then after I finish talking to them, I return back to my situation. And guess what? It doesn't feel so big. I can actually see truth. Okay, my husband does love me. Okay, he didn't mean to hurt me. Okay, the situation isn't so bad. Okay, look, there's there's look at what everyone else is carrying, look at what this person's carrying. And it actually makes my situation feel lighter. And I have fresh perspective that I can go back into with. And I just think this is so true in our in our darkest moments of pain, we have this tendency just to focus on it and sit in it and think that we have the right to do that and that that's what we're supposed to do. And yeah, we need to take a moment. And yeah, it's it's okay. But when we do that, guess what? We just get farther and farther into the dark. We slip down more and more and more lies enter. We become engrossed in this world and it never leads to anything good. And so I just really believe in some of our darkest moments, one of the best things that we can do is help someone else, even in a small way. 
one of my friends was preparing to give a sermon and I was reading over his notes. There's actually something that happens to our brains when we help other people. It's called the helper's high. And it it actually shifts the chemicals happening in our brain. And so it it physiologically helps us get out of that darkness. So that is a big tangent, but I just think it's a really important thing to think about. If you want to get out of that darkness, step out for a second. Step out and step into someone else's darkness. Go help them for a minute. I already I think God's hand was already in protecting me and that my son was there and I had to take care of him. So giving him a bath was was really hard. It was so hard not to just just to be sobbing the entire time, but I I want him to know it's okay to cry, but I also don't want him to feel burdened by my emotions. And so my husband finally got home and I mean, I just spent the rest of the night crying. I got mascara all over my bedspread and I, it was a really hard, really dark night and there's no getting around that. It's really painful. You know, I can even feel it now as I'm talking about it. And God had plans. That night I had texted the friends that I had told in the family that I had told about my miscarriage because I just kind of, I don't know, I wanted to control the situation. I wanted everyone to know so they didn't ask me questions and I could just, I could just control all the information. And so one of, one of the friends that I had told actually had just had a miscarriage a, a couple of months prior. So I, I asked her if we could, you know, meet up sometime soon, thinking like a couple of weeks from now, it's always hard, you know, with people's schedules. She though happened to be free the next morning. That was such a God thing. We went to breakfast. There was nothing particularly magical about our conversation. We just talked about every feeling that came from it and everything our bodies did. And she told me everything my body was going to have to go through. We just talked about all of the details of, of what walking through this looked like. And something about that was so healing to know I wasn't alone, to get to just voice all of that. That's another thing. To find healing, you've got to talk about it. Get along around someone that's walked that. Of course, their story is going to be different, but that's been there. And talk about every detail of it. Just go there and listen and feel and know that you are not alone. There is so much power in that. And so in that conversation, my heart was already, already beginning to heal. I drove home and I pulled in the driveway and there on my, on my front doorstep, there's a present waiting and not like just like an Amazon package, which also would have been great, but like a beautifully wrapped gift waiting for me. Just looking at it, I think I already started crying. I got out and I had no idea who it was from. I, I opened it and it was these fuzzy socks and a candle and some tea. It was from one of my friends that has two small kids and lives like 30 minutes away. I had told her the night before what had happened. And that gift just meant so much to me that she took the time out of her day to come and bring me that. And I just felt so loved and seen and just, I felt the hand of God that he had used her to just help me feel loved and help me feel supported. So I went inside and I I put my son to bed 
And I finally sat down on the couch to process with God what had happened. And I put on my fuzzy socks and lit the candle, poured myself some tea and took out my journal. Finally talked to God. As I was talking to God in the middle of it, I got a phone call. I had been waiting on the results from the blood test to find out the sex of the baby. And on the phone was was the doctor's office. The receptionist, I think it was the receptionist, she told me, I found out some information about your baby that might might help you process all of this. And she said, my baby had Turner syndrome. I immediately just started asking her all of the questions like, oh, how did this happen? Is it genetic? What is this going to happen again? Is it my fault? <laughs> to the receptionist. She obviously didn't know anything. She told me to Google. As soon as I got off the phone, I Googled what Turner syndrome was. And I found out that it is a chromosomal disorder that has nothing to do with the mother or the father that they know of. And what it is, is that it's a disorder where a female is born with only one X chromosome. There it was. Confirmation that God's voice was real. It was a girl. Something about that was so powerful to me. And I began weeping. I could not believe that this baby was really a girl. And yeah, the baby was gone. But God going through the trouble to tell me that and to reveal that it truly was a girl, I have never felt more loved in my life. Also, just the blessing of knowing what had happened I know any of you that have experienced a miscarriage probably at some point felt this this moment of asking yourself, well, was it my fault? Did I do anything? And and it's this question that comes so quickly and is such a lie, but it's crazy how fast my mind went there. And so just to have that shut down You know, I even thought like, oh gosh, I I really like pushed myself a lot this one weekend. Maybe, maybe that's what did it. So to shut that down was such a relief. And just all of these things, these little moments, I just felt God's hand and I felt his presence and it literally changed me. (laughs) I, I found in my journal weeks later when I was, I was trying to write down my story, I was trying to remember what. I had said on that day and I found this this statement in my journal this this was written less than 24 hours after hearing the news that my baby had died it was December 31st and I, I wrote I lift my hands and surrender my plans to the one who planned the earth I choose to trust I choose to worship I choose to look and wait in expectation for the good. Happy New Year indeed. Gosh, I'm getting teary-eyed just reading that. And that, guys, it's not me. That is God working through me. That is God speaking to me. That is God in my life. His faithfulness, his love is so big. And he wants this for you too. Now, I know some of you listening 
have walked through a miscarriage and this this is not your response in the first 24 hours or in the first 24 days or 24 months. And that is okay. This is where it landed in my story, but that's because I had done years and years of healing before this so that I could see things from this perspective and that I could hear God's voice in this way and I could see his hand moving. And that's just my story. But however you have responded, that is okay. And God still wants to use it. Whatever darkness, whatever heavy thing, whatever trauma you have walked through, no matter where you're at in that journey, God wants to use it. So for me, this journey with my miscarriage, it literally has changed the trajectory of my life. I cannot emphasize that enough. <laughs> it's crazy. I, I sometimes try and find uh, a opportunity to share with sometimes even strangers that I've had a miscarriage because it then gives me the opportunity to say, because then, you know, they go, oh, I'm so sorry. And I go, yeah, I mean, it's it's sad to lose the baby, but I am honestly grateful that it happened. Because since then, my faith is stronger than I have ever had it in my life. I, I suddenly have realized there is nothing to fear. The worst possible thing that I could imagine happened, and it it was turned for good. It turned into the best thing in my life. So what do I have to fear? And God, God says this to us, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, give praise and thanks to God. He says, don't be anxious about anything. Don't worry about anything. I have you. I have you, daughter. You are wrapped in my arms. I am in control. I've got you and I want to redeem every ugly thing in your life, every bad choice you've made, every bad choice other people have made that has caused you pain and suffering. Every bit of darkness, God wants to redeem it. And to redeem it means that he turns it around. It's called divine reversal, where he takes the very worst things and turns them like a 180 into the very best things. This is where the name of my daughter, so spoiler alert, (laughs) I had a daughter. uh, I got pregnant a few months later. And I'll tell you more about her story another time. That's where the name of my daughter came from. There, so there are these seeds that are in the ground, sometimes for up to a hundred years, a certain kind of seed. And the only thing that makes these seeds bloom is when a fire comes through the forest and the heat cracks open these seeds that have lied dormant for, again, up to a hundred years. And when that fire comes, it cracks these seeds open and they bloom into these beautiful flowers. That is exactly what God wants to do in your life. He wants to take the fires and turn them into beauty. There is so much potential in you waiting to be cracked open. All you have to do is surrender to him. Surrender, surrender, surrender. I know that's a big word. It doesn't feel so simple. 
This is what this journey is about. This is why we're here. I want to take you on some steps to help you turn that fire into beautiful flowers, just like God did for me. He took this fire in my life and has created so much beauty and so much hope. And I walk in so much more freedom than I did before my miscarriage. I cannot wait to bring you on this journey, sister. I cannot wait to help you see everything that's inside of you and help bring you into this life that God made you for and that God is calling you to. So come wake up to the life you're created for. Let's go. I love you, mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Bye.